Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I feel so rejected and alone. How do I get through this? And this was one of the questions that you voted on. It got one of the most votes out of all the questions. I'm not cherry picking these. Uh, you guys voted. This one was up there near the top. And I, it is very deep. It's very personal. And for me, it really does. It breaks my heart. Because when you sit down, at least when I sat down to really wrestle with this question, one, I want to answer it. But two, it's like there are a lot of us who are hurting and alone. And we're struggling. And this is a, and, and even like a day like today, like I don't know what it is that makes you lonely, but um, it, even meeting online can just drive in the point that we are not physically together. And I want to I want to work with that today. I want to I want to talk about that today. But also at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lily, I see. Go Cowboys. I love it. I love that we can have the banter uh, uh, back and forth, um, you know, like for myself. This can be a lonely spot. Like I'm I'm talking to you, but here I am. I'm in There's my that's my that's the office. <laughs> that's where I'm going to work. I'm literally in a closet. You want to have a little fun? I don't know why I'm doing this, but look, there I'm there's a bathroom right there. So that's like I I can yes, it's different. Yes, it's weird. Let me go ahead and turn this off cuz I can't I can't track with watching two things at once. All right. But like it can be a, it can be a lonely, lonely spot. But at the same time, I will just tell you, I could be at church today preaching a message with a full room and feel all alone. I wonder what it is that, um, that kind of makes you feel, um, lonely. And I guess the question, here's what I want to ask. Here's what I want to ask. Um, and you can put this in the comments. What would you say to someone who feels alone? We kind of posed this question in the Freedom Online group this week. What would you say, <laughs> Michelle, that looks like my worst nightmare. Well, that's life right now. Um, it's kind of a nice little hiding spot too, by the way. Um, but what would you say to someone who feels all alone right now? What hope and encouragement would you give them? Maybe they feel all alone because it stems from something way back in their past where they felt neglected. Um, maybe it was like a new job or, or a new school or a new, a move to a new location tomorrow, Monday motivation. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about one of the loneliest times in my life and how God showed up in my life when I moved to Los Alamos. Um, and God through some unexpected circumstances helped me in one of the loneliest, darkest points in my life. Um, what would you tell the person? What would you say to the person who feels all alone right now? Because they're here. They're watching. Uh, they may uh, they may not look lonely. They may not sound lonely, but on the inside, they're dying, and they feel rejected and, and all alone. Some of us maybe it's uh, church wounds. Like I used to as a pastor, if you didn't come to church, now I'm, I'm not I'm not there now. I've had to work through this, but it used to be back in the day. I'm like if you didn't come, it was like you didn't care. And then I, then I started to realize no. For many of us, and I hear your stories, it's not that you're not at church, not because you didn't care, 
It's because you cared so much. And then we got hurt, we got wounded, we got something happened. And so we took a step back and I'm, I'm thankful you're here today because we're gonna talk about that today. But for good reason, you, you stepped away, but then you felt alone. Um, some of us, we feel alone from relationships, a divorce, a breakup. Um, we talked about in our connect group last week, um, you know, this idea of loneliness and shame can really play these mind games. Maybe someone uh, canceled a dinner with you. Hey, they were going to come over for dinner or you guys were going to go do something and last minute they couldn't go. And then you're like, man, they, maybe they don't like me um, or, or I'm all alone again. That's, I mean, just something death can, can bring that in. You can be married and feel alone. You can be single and feel alone. Uh, str struggling with these things. And then in social media, I, I, I like we're on social media and I'm trying as a pastor and many of you are doing a fantastic job of saying, let's change how we do the culture of social media. So many of us are, we've never been so known and so connected yet feel so alone. Um, and so we're trying to change the game on how we can help people feel connected and alone. Now here's, here's what, uh, let me see if, uh, uh, Lynn, thank you, Lynn. She says, hey, um, I would tell someone there's light, there's hope, things will change, reach out to help someone. And the conversation we had in Freedom Online was was fantastic. Um, Satan, you have an enemy? Oh, he would love for you to, to spend time with your loneliness. He would love for you to think you're the only one. I mean, that's really what he wants. Because if you, the more time you spend with loneliness, then it shifts into this mind game. And you start running through all the situations. I'm all alone. You did this to yourself. You start playing the blame game. No one actually wants to be around you. You can never trust anyone again. Like it, Spend time with your loneliness. That's what your enemy would say because then... The blame game starts happening. The shame game starts happening. Despair starts happening. And that starts settling in. And you get off track and off path from what God has planned for you today. Loneliness loneliness will cause scenarios to play out in your head that will never happen. And it will leave you hopeless. Satan wants you to hang out with your loneliness today. I want to give you some help. I want to give you three things to look at today three things if you're taking notes write these down and if you're not taking notes write these down okay if you want to you want to battle your loneliness and fight back and and how do i get through this first thing is you got to uh, look at and i want you to look at jesus okay first thing you're going to do is look at look at jesus the phrase, well, all we need is Jesus, is a lie. You might want to put that one into the comments. All we need is Jesus is a lie. Now, some of you might think, what? what, what, what? That sounds great on a coffee mug, right? And you, and you could say that, well, all I need is Jesus, just Jesus and me. Actually, it's Jesus and I, if you want to be grammatically correct. Uh, <laughs> but... That's true for salvation, but it's not true for living life. The best example is Jesus himself. Look at how he lived life. And you might think, 
well, I don't like people. Like, how do I get around that? I just don't like people. Well, if you're a Christian today, if you're a follower of Christ, you have to wrestle with this. You have to look at Jesus. If you are struggling with your loneliness today, look at Jesus. Because the best evidence that, that all we need is Jesus is a lie is Jesus himself. He, he would meet people, people who are far from him, people who were outcasts, people who should not have, who weren't the number one in, in status. And he went to them and you know what he told them? He said, follow me, come with me. Uh, he, he was always with people. He, he would be on a mission to go somewhere, but he, 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 I would think for me as a control freak and I have the plan and the list that I want to do, I would have hated being a disciple because the dude was just always stop and deal with the person and be present with the people in front of him. He even had an inner circle. He called them his disciples. And then even within those disciples, he even had a more core of, of Peter, James, and John. He was with people. And then... If you want even more evidence, like when he died on the cross, pretty much all of them deserted him. His best friends, ah, don't know him. They, they left, they ran, one of them betrayed him. All right, and then after he rose from the dead, what did he do? He went back to him and not with a stick to go beat him and say, why did you guys desert me? You said you weren't gonna desert me. No, what did he do? He said, he walked in those doors and he said, peace. Peace to you. And now you have a mission and a purpose. You're going to go on and, and move forward. So the first thing I want you to do, look at Jesus. The dude was always with people. And we got to wrestle with that as Christians. Because if, you know, well, I'm an introvert. And so what? I, 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 don't, I don't think when we get to heaven, I don't think Jesus is going to give you or I a pass for our introvert, extrovert, our Enneagram number, or anything like that. Like, I think those are all great, and we should tap into those, but we should realize um, uh, relationships are key. Relationships are key if we're going to follow Jesus, because Jesus was in relationships. So look at number one. Second thing, second thing is I want you to look up. So look at Jesus, but I want you to look up. Let me set the scene for the cross, okay? At the cross, Jesus, um, he was um, arrested wrongfully, accused falsely, all right? During his trial, they're spitting on him, they're mocking him, and he stays silent throughout the whole thing. He's in front of Pilate. Pilate's the Roman governor. Pilate's like, dude, these guys want to kill you, man. I can save you. Silent. Didn't really say anything. Didn't really speak up in that moment. Then the Roman guards, they take him, they mock him, they spit him, spit on him. They put a crown of thorns on him. They punch him. Scripture describes it that he was unrecognizable. Like, okay, this is, this is rated R gore. Like the stench and the smell and the blood beaten within an inch of his life. He's, he can barely breathe hanging on this cross. And then he talks. And Scripture records seven sayings that he says. And one of them, one of them is this. He cries out. Okay, when you look up, and I'm talking about looking up to God, first thing I want you to do, cry out. In your loneliness, just cry out to God because He hears you. 
Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's crying out to his father in this moment. Saying, you've left me. Now what he's doing, now what he's doing here, you may not know this. There would be a little uh, letter or number in your Bibles if you're reading this. My God, my God, why are you forsaking? What he's doing, he's actually referencing a psalm, Psalm 22. He's, He's trying to invoke a feeling to the people who are there. Like, have you ever had a song? This will be a little bit of fun. I want to see um, um, what what you have here. Have, have you ever had a song that invokes a feeling? All right. Have you ever had a song that invokes a feeling? I, I didn't load this one up. Like Rocky Balboa, right? Eye of the Tiger. Do, 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 do. Bum, bum, bum. Like, that's why I don't lead worship, all right? But it, it invokes that feeling like I'm going to go work out. Or if you're watching Jaws, you know, do, 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 do. Have you ever, name a song that invokes a feeling, all right? Um, I, I would love, I, like, there's songs that invoke uh, feelings. Um, Jesus here, when he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is invoking a feeling. Let me see if I can get my... Uh, Bible verses up. I don't think you want to watch me on. Let me bring my screen up again. This is what Jesus is is doing here. All right. He he says here in verse 1, he says, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? All right, so he, he's setting the tone and saying, hey, these guys in this area, the Jews, they would have known Psalm 22, which is a messianic psalm. He's kind of also saying, this is, this is who I am. Um, the, he, he goes on to say, watch this, watch this. He says, everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and they shake their heads saying, is this the one who relies on the Lord? They're mocking him. And then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. This is now you can read this. This happened. <laughs> this happened in, in Matthew chapter 27. All right, verse 43. But this is written hundreds of years prior. Okay, so you can cry out to God. Uh, when you are, when you are feeling alone, okay, that's what I want you to do. Look up, cry out, God. Why have you abandoned me? Where are you? I don't see you. Why are you not answering me? It's okay. He can take it. Now, in this moment, let me just. This isn't for this sermon, but let me just say that Jesus, in this moment, I don't fully understand this, but he was forsaken. Like he, uh, Scripture says this. It says in in Galatians chapter three. Let me take that down. It says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. He truly was uh, uh, abandoned. He truly was forsaken. Like he took on the wrath of God. Jesus became sin. He became rape. He became murder. He became racism. He became pornography. He became lust. Like you name the sin, he became murder. He took on all the wrath that we deserve for our sin. And Jesus took it in that moment. 
I, I don't fully understand the transaction that transpired in that spot. But in that moment, Jesus took it. Praise, praise God for that. Like take, take a praise break for a second and say, thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for my sin. And in this moment, he's crying out, God, where are you? Why have you left me? Jesus, thank you. Thank you for paying the price for my sin. He was truly forsaken, yet he never gave up hope. He never lost trust. Think about this. Think about this. In this moment, as he's crying out, he's fulfilling a mission and a purpose. I showed you that verse where it said that uh, they were mocking him. But, and then you see that happening in Matthew 27, verse 43. And then later on in Psalm 22, it talks about people who are, who are uh, casting lots for his clothes. And you see that happen in Matthew 27, 35. Like Psalm 22 was written about Jesus on the cross, only it was written hundreds of years beforehand. You have a good and faithful God. Right? Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. A couple years ago, um, my son had a, a throat some sort of throat infection, like a fungus or something. We didn't know, but he had like this cough and it wasn't going away. It was there for a couple of weeks or so. And it seemed to be getting worse. It seemed to only be when he would eat something. So I thought maybe he had swallowed something or something's going on. We didn't know. Well, we had to go to an ear, nose and throat specialist. And it was just me and Jeremiah. He was probably about two or three at the time. And the doctor said he tried to just look at his mouth, you know, open, ah, you know, and all that sort of stuff. He couldn't see anything. And he looked at me and said, Dad, yeah, he's like, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to scope it down there and take a look. And I'm like, oh, like, like you got to drug him or something like he's like, well, we can drug him. Or he's like, it'll just take a few seconds. I can see what I need, but I can just stick this down his throat. But you're going to have to you're going to have to straight jacket your kid. I had to headlock my son. <laughs> it was like one of my worst dad moments. And he looked at me, the doctor looked at me and said, Mike, he's like, he's of an eight. He's like, he's not going to remember it. I had, I had to hold my son and, and, and hold him so he could just get the microscope down his throat just enough to see what was going on. It took maybe two, three seconds. My son didn't understand what was daddy doing to him? Why would daddy do this? Why would dad um, cause such a, a painful moment? I was trying to get him healed and this was the best way to do it. That's the analogy that I can think of where God, he, he, he's a good God. And in the moment, we may not fully understand what's he doing and what's he saying. So cry out to him, but don't lose hope that you have a good father. Because in this moment, in this moment, as Jesus is crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God's doing his best work on earth. In humanity's worst moments, they're killing God. God was at his best. That's why you can trust God and give him an amen and a thank you and a praise. Because no matter what you're going through, there's hope today. If you're lonely and feeling rejected, how do I get through this? Hold on to a thread of hope that you have a good God who's working all things for good. Anyone in here a planner? Who's my planners here? You can go ahead and say, hey, I'm a planner. Maybe you're a one on the Enneagram or something like that. All right. You, you're like, hey, I plan things done. Who in here, who is not the planner? Anybody in here not the planner? Like you go on vacation somewhere and you just magically appear there like your bags 
just magically appear. Like, I don't know how you get anywhere. But anyway, we're different personality types and that's fine. Well, listen, Jesus is a planner. He did the planning. All right. Psalm 22 is one of hundreds of prophecies written hundreds of years prior. And Jesus, as he's dying, is like, hey, I got a few more things on this list that need to get done, that need to be fulfilled. There's purpose in everything that God does. And he's not leaving you behind. You serve a God who's working behind the scenes. Like someone needs to post the YouTube link to Waymaker. or You need to, to hit that jam this week. Thank you guys for sharing songs on Freedom Online, by the way, because that pumps me up too. But even when I don't see it, you're working, Jesus. You got a planner on your side. So cry out to him. Look up, cry out. But trust, trust that he's got a plan in all of this. There's a person at Freedom Church... <laughs> Um, Lynn, I want you to hear her story. She's, she had battled loneliness and, and she's got a story to share and a, a story of hope and encouragement that I hope you see that no matter what you're facing, God's working behind the scenes. He's for you, not against you. And he got, has great plans, not only to get you through this, but to help you lead through this. Be encouraged by this. Now I flunked Human Relationships 101 in my teen and young adult years. I tried isolating, but that didn't work. If you become a follower of Jesus, you see that there is no such thing as just God and me. Following Jesus involves engaging, interacting, and loving other people. You can't miss it. So I tried to step back into the world of people. And I attended various churches throughout the years, but it still felt rather empty. I was honest in my prayers and said, God, I just don't want to go to church anymore, but I want to do your will. Show me how to become who you want me to be. Guide me on where and how to do that. And I prayed that prayer for many months and there did not seem to be an answer. Then Christmas Eve 2018 happened. I hadn't been to a church for practically a year. And for the past decade, I had spent Christmas Eve alone in a church pew somewhere, <clears throat> trying to look inconspicuous. And that year <clears throat> looked to be the same. But that year I decided it's going to be different this year. So I tried to line up going to a Christmas Eve service with various people that I knew. And for very legitimate reasons, none of that worked out. I was amazed and credulous and rather depressed that it was turning out that way. I remember talking to God and saying, really? Okay, here I am trying to engage and connect with people just like you want me to do. And it feels like the doors get slammed in my face. Well then, I'm just gonna sit at home this year and not go at all, so there. And then I saw an advertisement for a Christmas Eve service at Ashley Pond put on by this mysterious new group called Freedom Church. And there was this really strong desire within me to check it out. I wonder where that came from. That night, I watched an amazing outreach and message of hope put on by just a handful of people. And I realized that this was exactly where I was supposed to be that night. It was why the doors closed for me everywhere else. It was like watching the body of Christ in action with all the members doing their job so that the good news of Christ and the Christmas message radiated out like I had never seen before. This was it. It was crystal clear that this is where I needed to be 
and where I wanted to be with an intensity that amazed me. Everything changed for me that night. I went from despair and loneliness to excitement and, and anticipation. How soon could I meet these people? How can I help and how can I be a part of this? Freedom Church resonated so intensely with me because it turned out to be my next step forward towards what I really wanted in life and had never realized what that was. How amazing to see that God's will and what I wanted turned it out to be one and the same. And that was engaging with people in a way that both terrified me and brought fulfillment into my life on a level that I would have never thought possible. Now, Paul talked about this concept in Galatians 5 verse 6. He said, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Now that is a significant statement. Paul says a lot of things in the New Testament, but to say the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. That's huge. We need to pay attention to that. And that is our mission. We are called to engage with people and use the unique and special gifts that he has given us to do that. Now I look back and think, why ever would I want to sit at home or even in some church building and just listen to a presentation and not engage with the body of Christ? God is there in all the people around us, just like he is in you and in me. Romans 8:11 tells us the spirit of God lives within us. We grow closer to God together we sharpen each other, we encourage each other, and we learn more about God's love by loving each other and carrying each other's burdens. We then take that love into the community and we start to be those lights that shine in the world. Our message of hope, encouragement, and the good news of Christ becomes irresistible when we start expressing our faith through love. Maybe we don't meet together in our church building right now, but we can engage in so many other ways. There are a multitude of opportunities right where you are today, even in these difficult times and because of these difficult times. Let's engage and change the world one story at a time. That, that's our mission. Lynn, thank you. And I, I know you right now, like you're like, I don't, I don't want the, the praise and, and accolades. Like this was Jesus working in your life. And I'm, I am touched every time I hear that story because that's God at work. Like, you may be watching this today. That's great for Lynn. That's great for Mike. But what about, like, what about me? If, if you're struggling right now, I guarantee, like, you could reach out to Lynn and she, she would be able to give you a bunch of ideas. She would empathize. And there's plenty of people here at Freedom that would walk alongside you if you're watching this today, if you need some hope. And Lynn, I, I, like, I don't know the depth of your story, but I know God has brought you through so much. And now you're leading the way. You would have never imagined going from that night to where you are right now and just saying, now you're a leader among the way. Like, and this is the third thing. I said, look at, look at Jesus. How did he live his life? Look up, cry up. He's trust. There's plan and a purpose for you. Yes, you today. And then I would say, look out. See, loneliness has us 
yes, there's there's something we got to look in, but that's God working in us. But no, I want the eyes off of me. I want the eyes on Jesus. He's the Lord. He's my Savior. He's the Messiah. He's the one. And then he's going to have you look out. When he came back to his disciples, look at this verse. It says, therefore, go. Go out. Look out. Go make disciples. This is freedom's mission to go. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you haven't been baptized, now's the time. Share your story to say, hey, God changed my life and I'm living for Jesus. Go make disciples, baptize them, teach them to obey the commands I've given you. What's the command he gave? Love. Go love people. Look out. Get your eyes off yourself. If I were to tell you, like, how are you going to make it through this? How can I deal with my loneliness? How can I overcome? Get your eyes off yourself. Help other people. Rick, you said that this week. I, I go and I serve other people. Man, that's one of the, the first steps that you can do. Get your eyes off others. Look out. And he says, be sure of this. I am with you always. Put that one in the comments. Like we got to say these things out loud sometimes and, and just get it in our head. I am with you always. He showed up for us so we can show up for others. And I realize, I realize right now for, for some of us here, everything is screaming at us right now. No, don't do it. They're just going to hurt you again. Don't jump in. You're going to get disappointed again. Don't. You got There's too much uncertainty in these relationships. You don't know these people. You have to be sure they don't really care about you. You can't trust people. But I'm here to tell you, I have listened to the lie of loneliness for too long. And it taunts me and it screams and it lies to me. And I'll tell you, if you stop, Right, but with all the what, when, where, how, why, I don't know until you get all the evidence, you will never see the full power and purpose and promises of God in your life. Loneliness, I'm breaking free today because I'm looking at Jesus I'm looking up and I'm crying up to you and I'm looking out to others and I have a mission and a purpose. I choose yes today to follow you. Loneliness, you're gone. Loneliness, I will not listen to you anymore. And when you do that, look out. Someone, Lynn, thank you. Look out because your life is about to take an abrupt change and you become a world changer one story at a time. Even if it hurts again, I'm going to do it. Let me let me bring up this verse. I'm getting excited here. Let me look at this. This is in Acts. Acts chapter 1. Jesus, he says, "Go to Samaria, go to the ends of the world. You're going to be the ones. You're going to be the church that can't be stopped." Okay? You can't be stopped. You're going to go tell this message. Look who is in the room. After Jesus had left, it says, when they arrived, they came back home. They arrived. They went upstairs to the room, to the house where they were staying. And here are the names of who were present. Peter denied Jesus, his best friend. John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas. Oh, Thomas, 
who had looked at, who wasn't even in the room the first time when Jesus came back said, I ain't going to believe until I touch the wounds. Guess what? Jesus doesn't waste the wound because the next time he saw Thomas, he came right up to him and said, touch it, buddy. Look. And Thomas said, my Lord and my God. Even if it hurts again, Thomas said, I'm, I'm going to go. Thomas was a, a missionary to India. Maybe one of the greatest missionaries of all the disciples that we just don't know about because it's not recorded in the scripture, but it's all throughout that he took the gospel to Asia. That's what many of the scholars believe. Thomas, the doubter, one of the greatest missionaries. I choose, yes, look out when you do. Because he's going to take your loneliness, he's going to take your wounds, and he will use them for his purpose. Yeah, I'll have better boundaries. I will have much better boundaries. But I will not listen to loneliness anymore. Uncertainty? There's going to be uncertainty, but I will, I'll take my broken pieces and my hurts and I'll bring it back to him faster this time. I won't hold on to this brokenness so long anymore. I'm going to bring it back to him. I just, that's what I know. That's all I know to do. Jesus, fix it again. Jesus, fix it again. Jesus, fix it again. But when I look at Jesus, it doesn't matter the pain that I'm going through. I know he's going to use it again. He can make me whole. I know when I look up and I cry out to him, he's going to hear me and bring purpose in it. And I know that purpose is always going to be for me to look out and go see others. Freedom Church. Freedom Church. This is for you. This is for those who are just coming and checking it out. They need hope today that God has more in store for them. You say, I want to experience that for myself. Well, it's got to translate from theory. I want to you have to go and make that decision and go do it. That's faith. You won't know until it's on the other side of faith that you go through and you follow through with what God has planned for you. So Freedom Church, will you pray with me? As we, as we overcome loneliness, we're going to look out. We're going to look at, look up, and look out. And I'm going to take my next step. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Some decisions need to be made right now on what your next step is going to be. Some of you, you need to reach out and make a phone call. Some of you, you need a text message. You need to email. You need to show up at somebody's door. And for some of you right now, God's calling out to you. And you need to make the decision. Say, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to give my, he's my savior. He's my Messiah. He's the one. And today is the day. And there's no better time than right now. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.